Satan and demons will play a key role in the end times. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. That's the theme of my brand new series entitled Satan, Demons, and the End Times. This five-hour prophetic series on CD, it's an audio series on CD, will help you to understand why satanic demonic activities are playing a major role in our world today and giving us evidence that we are quickly approaching the end times. Thank you for taking these few moments to take a look at the book with me. Let's listen to a portion of this series. We'll listen to Satan's dramatic dethroning, and then I'll come back and tell you how you can get your copy of this audio series. Right now, let's listen to the study. 28th chapter of the book of Ezekiel is going to help us now as we move into the second study on Satan, demons, and the end times. And we want to talk about the the dramatic dethroning of this, the most beautiful creature, the most prominent angel, a cherub placed by God in a position that's unbelievable, in a position that, well, indeed was an anointed position. Look here at verse 14, chapter 28, uh, book of Ezekiel. And remember, I understand the first portion of Ezekiel 28 is talking about the king of Tyre. But when we come to verse 13 through verse 18, we're talking about not the king of Tyre, who was not created, who was not perfect when he came into existence, who was not in the garden of Eden. And so we're not talking about the king of Tyre. He's going to be an example When I get through and we start talking about the dynamic dominion of Satan, we're going to look at an example of how this individual, the king of Tyre, is a prerequisite or a precursor to individuals politically in the end times. And we're going to see how Satan will dispatch his agents, evil angels, to take control. You're going to come to an understanding why political leaders make the decisions they do. It seems sometimes they're off the wall. They're in outer space when they make decisions. I'm going to show you from the scriptures why they make some of these decisions. But verse 14 says, talking about Satan now, the devil, that old serpent, the dragon, names that we looked at last evening for this one individual, this created cherub, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. I placed you in the position of prominence. God makes the statement. I selected you to be where I wanted you to be. Over all of creation, I anointed you, set you apart to do that. It was me who put you there. You just remember that. And and where was he? Well, let's notice where he was. He said, let's just continue to read. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Now, some Bible teachers, and I respect their thinking. I disagree with it, but I respect it. Some would say that the holy mountain of God is a way of talking about heaven. I disagree. I believe that the holy mountain of God is talking about the Garden of Eden. That phrase, the holy mountain of God, is used 18 times in the Old Testament. Twice here in Ezekiel 28, 
16 times. For example, go over with me, if you will, just a moment to Daniel. Daniel chapter 9. You might remember Daniel chapter 9. Daniel is praying. He, is, he just had a, time, a quiet time period in chapter 9 and verse 2 where he reads the book of Jeremiah. They are now involved in the Medo-Persian Empire. And uh, he is at a position where he has been in captivity for a period of time. And he reads in Daniel 9 and verse 2 from the book of Jeremiah. He's actually reading Dan, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, 10, chapter 25, 11, where it says the Jews will be in captivity for a 70-year period of time, and then they will be able to go back to Jerusalem. You know, if you've read anything about the history of Israel, after the Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire came to power, the leader of the Medo-Persian Empire was a man named Cyrus. Cyrus, in Ezra chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, is the man that's raised up by God to allow the Jews, he gives permission to Zerubbabel and about 50,000 Jews to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple. 150 years before the fact, Isaiah, Isaiah 46, had named Cyrus. You want to see prophecy fulfilled? We don't have to think about prophecy being fulfilled today. I can take you back in history. 150 years before the fact, Isaiah named Cyrus, who would be the one who would come to power and let the Jews go back to Jerusalem. Ezra chapter 1 records the fulfillment of that prophecy. They go back and they rebuild the temple. Now, Daniel is reading the prophecy. He's reading Jeremiah. Jeremiah says, you'll be out of the land for 70 years. The reason for being out of the land for 70 years, in Leviticus chapter 25, God told them to rest the land every seven years. Give it a Shabbat, a sabbatical, a Shabbat. They didn't do it for 490 years. Seven into 490 is 70. So when we don't do what God tells us to do, God takes over and makes it happen. Sends them out of the land for 70 years. Thus, they get their 70 Sabbaths, or there's seven Shabbats. And he's reading this, and he, he gets convicted. He understands where he is in God's time by reading the Word of God, by the way. Isn't that interesting? We're reading prophecy. We're going to come to an understanding by the end of this five-part study of where we are in history. And so we'll be able to, as I told him at the Pentagon when I spoke there, I'm teaching you today what's going to happen tomorrow because you're making decisions today that are going to affect tomorrow. So you better know today what's going to happen tomorrow. That's what we're going to be able to do. Anyway, he falls upon his knees. He conf- in chapter 9 of Daniel, he starts to confess his sins. He confesses the sin of his people. He wants to get his heart right with God. Notice what he says in his prayer in verse 16. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain. The holy mountain of God is Jerusalem. Look at verse 20. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplications before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. I don't know how it can be any plainer. And I could take you to the other 14 locations as well, all referring to Jerusalem. And when you refer to Jerusalem in light of this, it's talking about the Holy Temple Mount, the most sacred piece of real estate in all of creation. God has chosen that spot. That's why it says in 
Zechariah chapter 12, verse 2, Jerusalem should become a cup of trembling. That literally means those who control Jerusalem will be intoxicated with power. And that's where Satan is, or Lucifer, before he becomes Satan. Thank you so very much for taking a few moments to take a look at the book with me. This series that you've been listening to, entitled Satan, Demons, and the End Times, is a series that you must have to understand what Satan's activities will be. He has a divine design. There will be a dramatic dethroning of Satan. Dynamic dominion will be the operating status for Satan. Demonic deception will be his way of doing that but he does have a determined destiny. Those are the five different parts on this prophetic five-part series on CD, an audio series that is a must for you to get a copy of and listen to. You can do that by calling our toll-free number. It's 8-PROPHECY-8-877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and make your purchase of this five-hour, five-part series, audio series on CD, entitled Satan, Demons, and the End Times. And as you listen to this study, I'm convinced you'll become more and more aware of the fact that Jesus Christ could call us to be with him at any moment, maybe in the next couple of moments. And having said that, nothing much left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...